welcome back to Trading 360. It's time for the 360 round, and for that, we bring in our panel, Daniel Newman, founding partner, principal analyst at Futurum Research, and Quint Tatro, managing director of Jewel Financial. Uh, Dan and Quint, so good to have you both here with us. Daniel, let's start with you. Apple, of course, uh, surging higher today after earnings, up about 7%. Safe to say that Apple's the winner of big tech earnings season. What's the, what are the takeaways? Yeah, Apple definitely bucked the trend. You know, coming into earnings, I was saying uh, consumer under pressure, advertising under pressure. I like enterprise more, and we saw some good results from, you know, the IBMs and ServiceNow. But Apple in the consumer space showed some strength. The iPhone 14, a little bit of a reason for concern, not just with the actual result, but some of the forecasting there. But kind of look across the portfolio. I mean, look at those Mac numbers. I think everyone was expecting PC sales to just get whacked, and Mac sales were up double digits. Um, this is also just kind of showing the bifurcation between your premium tier customers and the rest of the market, you know, where you see like Amazon numbers being way off, but Apple at the premium tier doing really well. So yeah, Apple, you got to say, if someone showed a bit of recession proof, it was Apple this quarter. I do want to talk about that kind of recession-proof idea in just a second, but Quint, let's move over to you. As Daniel pointed out, beat on both the top and bottom line, but those iPhone sales did fall short of estimates. Also, services revenue fell short of estimates. So are you surprised that we're seeing such a strong reaction on Wall Street, up 7% today based on these results, given those two points? You know, I'm, I'm actually not that surprised. And, and the reason I'm not that surprised is you have to understand that the sort of the construct of the market and the fact that, you know, big tech has to be owned by a lot of institutional players. And what's what's happening now, and I think what we're going to continue to see is we're going to have certain stocks fall out of favor. They used to all sort of work in tandem, right? You'd see these fang names and they'd all produce exceptional results. And sort of they all went up and correlated. And, and long ago, we had Netflix fall out of favor. Now it looks like Amazon is going to struggle, you know, for a while. Meta clearly struggling, you know, the, what used to be the F. Uh, but so I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a narrower and narrower ownership in these names. And what we're seeing clearly is, is folks rotate out of the, the laggards and into the, the sole winner uh, here in this space right now, and it is Apple. So, yeah, I mean, the, the move doesn't surprise me from the standpoint of what's happening from managers. Uh, does it justify, do the numbers justify the, the ramp? Probably not. But again, people are, are shifting portfolios here. So, Daniel, going back to that idea that Apple could be recession-proof, or maybe not recession-proof, but recession-resilient, how much could the macro picture weigh on Apple, because do you think that we're already seeing a slowdown in their, you know, weaker than expected iPhone sales? Do you think that those Mac sales can really keep pace if consumers eventually have to cut back? Yeah, I think that's going to be the question we're going to be looking for. And since Apple doesn't really guide, if you listen to what uh, Tim Cook did say, what they said on the call is there was an indication that with FX, they really don't expect to grow that much heading into this next quarter. And so with this being the holiday quarter, you expect some strength with all the new products that have recently come out. I think people want to believe Apple's gonna perform really well, um, but I wouldn't be entirely surprised to see a little bit of a slowdown heading into this next quarter. I think some of the uh, leading indicators in ad tech, some of the leading indicators in semiconductor uh, sales falling in, in, in for a number of names could eventually hit Apple. 
I just happen to think the particular consumer that Apple appeals to tends to have a better balance sheet at home. Uh, they're still buying. And so at the holiday season, the iPhones may not get hurt as much as what we saw, like I said, with Amazon uh, pulling back their guidance for the consumer spending on e-commerce. So they could, there could be some headwinds. FX is still there. A global recession is still there. But Apple is in a better position than a lot of retail and consumer-focused names. Quint, you talked about the narrower ownership among these names. We've really seen this kind of differentiation among tech stocks really all year. Is that going to be the new norm that it's no longer, that are no longer going to be able to be clumped together as mega cap tech, but more uh, differentiation? And if so, which are your favorite? Yeah, I think, again, that's the broader theme that we're thinking about here is that for years we've had this really narrow uh, index-driven market, mainly by you know five or six names. And now what's happening is while these names are falling out of favor, there's still such an impact because of their market cap on the overall index. And so you could look at the index, you could look at these names and go, oh, boy, we're, we're really struggling. But what you have to do is underneath the surface – there's a lot of areas right now that are that are really doing well. The the, the price action is strong, you, you know the the earnings are coming in strong. So you have to broaden your your reach, and we just haven't seen it in probably a decade. So I mean, small caps and other technology areas uh, are fascinating to us. Sectors that are underrepresented, obviously, energy's been doing well. Financials have done well of late. But I think that the investor out there really has to sort of broaden their search. And, and has to know that if they just buy the S&P here, they're still going to be overweight big cap tech, and it might not be where they want to be. So, Daniel, uh, Quinn is kind of diversifying away from tech, if you will, expanding his horizons. But when you take a look at some of these big tech names, which, which would you buy at these levels? Yeah, he makes a good point about weighing the averages. I think the zoom out think, thought process is important. These companies are going to influence enterprises and consumers for the long term. I think the short term, if you're trading, this is really hard. And I think you made some really good points. I mentioned I like um, I like some different companies here. I, I, you've got to watch this bifurcation of the enterprise. So you saw IBM perform really well. I still think Microsoft is a really great company with lower consumer exposure, a big enterprise play. Um, you know, and I, and I did mention um, ServiceNow, uh, the automation of, of, of work and workflow is huge. Now, they have a huge forward multiple, which probably worries some people, but I think they are really going to redefine the future and companies that are moving away from some of their big CapEx projects are going to be looking to workflow automation cloud to take their businesses forward in the near term. Companies got overweight, they got oversized and overstaffed during the pandemic as they went digital. Now they're gonna to have to thin down. We listened to Pat Gelsinger talk about this with Intel. They're gonna thin down, they're gonna hire less, they're gonna implement digital technologies that are gonna enable them to come out of the other end of this recession more efficient, and that's gonna be driven by tech. So there are a lot of tech names, some big, some small, that can enable this. All right, we appreciate those picks. Daniel Newman, Futurum Research, and Quint Tatro of Geo Financial. Thank you both so much.